I'm Jim Brown, your Bible teacher here at Grace and Truth Ministries. I've been talking about Billy Graham. Some people say I've had enough of Billy Graham. I haven't really emphasized to you just how evil he was. He twisted the Word of God. He held hands with Roman Catholicism. He put his approval on people like the National Council of Churches, which most of the men who were in the National Council did not believe in the virgin birth. They did not believe in the resurrection. They did not believe in inspiration of Scripture. They said that was interpretation. Billy Graham was a friend of the world, I believe. I don't know how exactly to say this, but I believe he's given the most lasting the most lasting effect on the corruption of the church in the last 2,000 years. I believe he corrupted the church more than anyone else. And people say, why do you say that? First of all, he preached false doctrine. He preached what he has affected. He was, the, he was a Southern Baptist preacher. Southern Baptist doesn't mean they're from the South. That's the largest Protestant denomination in the world. They're all over the world. They called them Southern Baptists because they started in the South. But they're all over North, up in Chicago, out in Seattle, up in New York. They're everywhere. They're overseas. And what he did, he has convinced the world by his constant, continued preaching. I hope, I keep asking everybody, I keep asking them to read this book. Does anybody have this? Have you read it? Have you read some of it? Most of the people here haven't really read this. You don't know how corrupt the man was. This is Billy Graham and his friends and it was researched by Dr. Kathy Burns. She's got a lot of books. Very scholarly lady. Very, very intellectual. And she tells you exactly what was wrong with that man. What he did from the time he started preaching, he has held hands with the Pope and with the Roman Catholic Church. The Roman Catholics say he was more Roman Catholic than otherwise. He wanted to do something that is, and I encourage you to listen to this. If you're not willing to read this book, I'm going to read a lot of excerpts to you so you'll understand how corrupt this man was. I've also got a book here called All Roads Lead to Rome. They'll tell you about him also. This was written by Michael de Simlin, and it talks about the ecumenical movement and Billy Graham. Ecumenical. E-C-U-M-E-N-I-C-A-L. I was a little kid in Fort Worth, Texas. When my father started preaching, I was 10 years old in 1949. Anytime somebody did something to the Bible... I went against it. All the Baptists in Texas would just go crazy. When the RSV, the Revised Standard Version, came out, they went bananas. I can remember all the Baptist preachers 
going on, jumping off the deep end and just just raving about how that it was false doctrine, and it is. And ecumenical means to pull together. It comes from oikos. You see this ecu. It comes from oikos. O i k o s. O i k o s. And mine. It means to pull together into one family, one church. It means a worldwide church. Billy Graham was the man that began to lead this and try to pull it together by holding hands with Catholicism when the Bible says we are to separate to separate from people who walk disorderly and not after the word of God. They walk disorderly. I believe, well, I've been thinking, I don't know if this is true or not, could Billy Graham have been the false prophet? He was preaching false doctrine, that's for sure. To what those that walk disorderly, Disorderly is the word atoktos, A-T-A-K-T-O-S. It means to walk crooked. And they're they're not walking right. (coughs) (coughs) But Billy Graham wanted us to join with the Catholic Church and become a one-world religion. People talk about how the world will become a one-world religion at the end of time. I believe believe Billy Graham was more dangerous than Kenneth Copeland, Fred Price, Creflo Dollar, T.D. Jakes, Joyce Myers, Jesse Duplantis. All of these put together because he has put something together for... However long he lived from when he started preaching in 1936 until he died here just recently. What was it, in 2000? In the year 2000, he died. All those years he was propagating, he was propagating ecumenicalism, a one-world religion. How in the world are you going to have one-world religion? How are you going to do that? You're going. You're not going to get. He has gone to the Vatican, sat with the Pope for hours at a time, trying to talk about this. He has gone to the Dalai Lama, who is the, you might call him the Pope of of uh, Hinduism. He's gone to the Dalai Lama, trying to propagate this doctrine. He's gone into the Southern Baptist. Let me tell you what the charismatics did to him. They revered Billy Graham as the head of everything. He had a birthday one year, and I watched his celebration on TBN. They had Paul Krauts, the organizer of TBN, come out and congratulate him on his birthday. And then they begin to go down the line. Jan Krauts was congratulating, telling him how wonderful he was. Then they went down the line, and they had everybody from Kenneth Copeland to Benny Hinn to Creflo Dollar 
to Fred Price, to Joyce Myers, just a hundred of these people, including my brother, Dean Brown, got on there, was telling him how wonderful he was. And my brother is a very ignorant, arrogant man. I don't believe he can hear any of the truth. Billy Graham, they praised him to the high heavens. Everybody in the world is praising the guy. I got this book, All Roads Lead to Rome. They got a chapter on him. Let me read this to you. And you'll see that he's constantly trying to make... So let me read this one thing out of sounding the alarm. There needs to be an alarm sound. I believe America and the world is so fooled. What he did all the time he was preaching, he was indoctrinating the world in false doctrine. Most, a lot of people know that he was preaching false doctrine. There's a lot of preachers that know that, but they won't come up and say that. Dave Hunt wrote 30 or 40 books back in the 60s and 70s. He was considered, he was a Pentecostal, but he was considered somewhat conservative. And David has got a, most People are familiar with Dave Hunt. Do any of y'all know him? He wrote all kinds of books about false teachers and false doctrine. It's a wonder they didn't they never did have him on TVN that I know of. And he he's got a you can Google on on the internet Dave Hunt, Billy Graham. And he, he comes up and this is most of the world's attitude. And Dave says, uh I don't know what happened to Billy Graham. He just seems to apostatize back in the 50s. And they say it was around 1950, pulled completely away from conservative doctrines, which I don't consider him ever conservative because he preached accept Christ as the method of salvation, accept Christ, and he preached sinner's prayer. All the Baptists in America, the Pentecostals got a hold of that, and that was their method of salvation. And that's absolutely not true. The Bible says it's not true. What is true about being a believer? You'll find what is true in the 16th chapter of Acts. Paul and Silas were in jail And there was an earthquake, came and shook the prison where they were, and broke them loose from their bonds. That was God. And the Philippian jailer came. When they were put in charge of prisoners, if your prisoners escaped, you had to forfeit your life. And he, the Philippian jailer came and fell down at the feet of Paul and Silas and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? As to whether he was talking about a literal salvation or a spiritual, Paul gave him the spiritual answer. He said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Believe is the method of salvation. I keep saying this. That was never preached by Billy Graham. Belief on the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation. He was always saying, Accept Christ and sinner's prayer, which is an out and out lie. It's not true. My father preached this right here. I've said this before. The last thing my father said to me on the phone, my father had a terrible temper. He would 
get mad and curse people and run them off the road. He'd get, I've seen him get hammers and I've seen him get two befores. I even seen him get guns after people that live next door. Some guy's beating his wife, so he takes a hammer over there and says, I'm going to kill you. Well, that's not what a preacher is supposed to do. He was, and I've been accused, you're just like your father. No, I'm angry at false teachers. I'm not angry at people for being people. And the Bible says, fleshly, physical man cannot accept spiritual things. First Corinthians 2.14, you say, Jim, you put it on, on the board so much. That is one of the doctrines that Billy Graham sold to the world all the time he was preaching, was accept Christ. And my father said, all that matters is a man accepts Christ as a personal Savior. I wish I could... Yet back then, I couldn't hardly talk to the man. I'd like to say, Daddy, that's not true. And a sinner's prayer. The natural man does not receive. Dekomai. Dek is the word ten in the Greek. A decade is ten years. Dekomai means to reach out the ten fingers and accept an offer that's been presented. The Bible says dead men cannot accept Christ or anything spiritual. That has been the lie propagated by Billy Graham over all those years and all the preachers in America. That's why he's more dangerous than the charismatics. It's an attitude that's in the mind of the preachers and they don't care whether it's true or not. It gets people down the aisle. And they can count numbers. I don't know if y'all realize how evil these doctrines are. And they always quote Romans ten thirteen. This was Billy Graham's, one of his favorite verses. And it's the favorite verse of all those independent Baptist preachers I was raised around and all the so-called conservative Baptists. Romans ten thirteen. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's true. But the next verse says, How shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? Belief is the method of salvation. You will call after you believed, after you're born by the will of God. We were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. It's So they have pulled these verses out, twisted them, and believe in faith are the same thing. I could not understand why, why the Bible would say, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and we're saved by grace through faith. Faith is merely the noun form of the verb believe. Believe is P-I-S. Jim, why do you put this on the board so much? This has been the doctrine that has polluted America and the world. And the man that sowed that more than anyone else was Billy Graham. It confused me as a kid. I was one of God's elect as a little boy, and I wanted Jesus so bad. I kept trying to accept Christ. I walked the aisle over and over. My father would dip me, and he'd dip me again and dip me again because they believe as Baptists that you can't be dipped in water till after you are saved. So he said, well, that other doesn't count. You talk about confused dipping me in water. I was going, oh, God. What does all this mean? I had to grow up and study the Bible to realize my father and Billy Graham were lying. Period. There is no way around it. 
And they accept Christ as nothing but the Mass. That's all it is. You think the Roman Catholics... I've really been thinking lately that the Pope very well may be the man of sin. Or let me put it this way. The Pope's office... And it's not going to be like the man of sin comes up and starts making deals with the world. He's been making a deal with the world for thousands of years. The Pope is merely the representative of the Babylonian system. He's merely a son of Nimrod. Nimrod is the man who built Babylon. And the Bible says Babylon... Babylon is the mother of all harlots. Harlot is the word porne. Porne, it means idolatry. If the mother is Babylon, how did it get into the Catholic Church, the Roman Catholic Church? And the Roman Catholic Church has seduced the whole world. I began to see lately that it's a seduction that most people can't see. It came about through people like Billy Graham, and Billy Graham's message went back to Dwight L. Moody, and that went back to R.A. Torrey, and that went back, of course, I left out Billy Sunday in this, and that went back to these other preachers into the ancient world. That, that this doctrine started hundreds of years ago, and it has come to the front of it's come to the front of the world. When Billy Graham preached, he stood up there in a big, clear voice, very handsome man, preaching, "God loves you all. You can't tell the world that. He only loves a few. He loved Jacob and hated Esau before they're born." You can't say, tell people God loves you. He loves the elect. He loved the predestinated people chosen in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and without blame. That's only a few. You can't stand before 100,000 people and say God loves everyone here. All you have to do is come down here and let Jesus come into your heart. When you're dead in sin, you can't let God do anything. I don't know if y'all realize what I'm trying to say. That the, the most dangerous man that has lived in the world has been a representative of the beast world system which is implemented into the Roman Catholic Church. How did it get in? You can get this out of Alexander Hislop's two Babylons. There's two Babylons. The mother of all idolatry. If the mother of all harlots was let us make us a name, I don't believe people know just the effect that Billy Graham has had upon the world. He has corrupted the world. I don't see how he could have got into heaven lying and holding hands with... I got pictures of him where he's shaking hands with the Pope, shaking hands with cardinals, and one of the cardinals at Belmont College said he is more Catholic than otherwise. Well, he actually said he's more Roman Catholic than otherwise because Catholic means universal. We're all a part of the universal church, all of those of us, those of us that are believers. 
I believe that we are so blind in America we can't see. It's hard for the believers to believe the truth unless I drive this in the ground and break it off. I have to drive it in the ground that that man Billy Graham lied. All the presidents loved him except Harry Truman. Harry Truman said he was a phony. He evidently saw him for what he was. He has been buddies and pals with drinking presidents, with womanizing presidents, with Bill Clinton, with John Kennedy, and they were drinkers and womanizers. Not to say Bill Clinton, uh, not to mention the present president. He's a womanizer, but Billy didn't get to court with him much. I've got a I've got something here, and this is this is the beginning of one of the chapters. It's called Sounding the Alarm. I'm just going to give you the first. This is out of All Roads Lead to Rome. The Roman Church is frequently described in Protestant literature as a lamb in adversity, a fox inequality and a tiger in ascendancy that's when she comes up to the top she's going to devour everybody she comes across now let me give you this this chapter on Billy Graham I'm going to read these things don't say I've heard enough if you think you've heard enough you really don't know how bad and dangerous this man was he preached wrong doctrine he held hands with the world Just says Billy Graham. It's all documented. Many evangelical leaders today share Cardinal Sunan's ecumenical optimism. Ecumenical, the Baptists at one time hated ecumenism. That's where everybody comes together in one religion, holding hands and putting up with each other's doctrine. Billy Graham felt J.F. Kennedy's, John Fitzgerald Kennedy's election as president had helped relations between the churches and created a better understanding between Protestant and Catholic churches in America. When Graham was conversing with Cardinal Cushing, one of the big cardinals in America, on network TV in October 1964, Cushing said to Graham, You've made a great contribution to the ecumenical spirit because you've tossed a banner bearing the fact that Christians agree on more things than they disagree on. Oh, but when the Catholics say, when Billy Graham stood at Belmont Roman Catholic College in North Carolina and said, I preach the same gospel that the Roman Catholics preach here how can that be true he never preached the gospel let me remind you what the gospel what the bible says in mark the first chapter mark the first chapter the first three verses one through three the bible says the beginning of the gospel is beginning of the gospel 
Gospel is the word E-U-A-G-G-E-L-I-O-N. Preach the gospel is the word E-U-A-G-G-E-L-I-Z-O. That is the word preach. Did Billy Graham preach the gospel? No. You know what he preached? Does anybody have any idea what he actually preached? He preached another Jesus, another spirit. I haven't heard anybody attack him the way I'm attacking him. He has put a lasting impression upon the world. He has caused the world to believe, accept Christ, and given all these people a false sense of security for their salvation. Accept Christ comes out of the Eucharist. That's where it comes from. Good grief. If you've heard enough of Billy Graham, you hadn't heard enough. Accept Christ. I'm going to say it again, maybe quickly. He preached another Jesus, another spirit. Another gospel. Another gospel. Accept Christ is comes out of walking down the aisle and accepting the Eucharist. Billy Graham has has literally elevated and escalated the mass. The Mass is, that is the focal point of Roman Catholicism, which is accept Christ. The Mass is the Eucharist that they raise up in the air. I've got it on the front of a book here. They raise it up and they utter these words, hoc est corpus eum fili. And they say that turns into the literal body of Christ. It turns into the literal body and blood of Christ. That's what they tell us. And that's not true. When Jesus said, except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, Billy Graham propagated this doctrine. They just put another spin on it and made it look like something different and it was still the same ritual. Eat flesh and drink blood. Jesus said, except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. It was against God's law for humans to eat any flesh, especially believers, or drink any blood. And then he says, my flesh is meat indeed. I can't get away from this when I'm talking about Billy Graham. He didn't even know this. I don't think he thought he was going to heaven. In this book, in this book here, I've got, what I did, I went through the, I went through this, let me see if I can find it here. I went through this book, I made some special notes on Graham and what he said. 
he said in one place, he said, I don't know if I'm serving God or man. Am I pleasing man or God? Well, the Bible says, if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. He was pleasing all men. That's in Galatians, the first chapter. He said, My blood is drink indeed, and my flesh is meat in, my flesh is meat indeed. Indeed is the word alatheist, it means of truth. When you eat flesh and drink blood, you eat and drink truth. When you tell people truth, A L E T H E I A, this is what I'm doing up here. I'm very bold to tell people the truth. Alathe is the word truth. I put this on the board hundreds of times. Truth is, comes from lanthano, meaning to hide or conceal. And when the alpha, the first letter of the Greek alphabet, is in front of a word as a negative particle, it negates the word and gives an opposite meaning. The word truth means not to hide anything. I'm not hiding the truth about Billy Graham. I believe he has brought something to America and the world that cannot hardly be removed. It's kind of like Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson was a liar and a thief. And he was, he didn't just have affairs with Sally Hemings. He had affairs with lots of women. And he said he didn't believe that the Bible was an inspired word of God. He took a razor blade and cut all references to the virgin birth and references to the resurrection and miracles out of the Bible. I've got a copy of that at home of Jefferson's Bible. And you can see the razor blade cuts where he cut them out. And it's printed up that way. And Jefferson, he has been so entrenched in the American mind. This is why I'm comparing Billy Graham to him. And every generation, someone comes up and tries to dethrone Jefferson from off the American thought. And he's so entrenched, Mr. Shankman, who wrote this book about cherish lies and myths of American history. He's a historian, researcher for the Library of Congress. He gets his information out of the Library of Congress. He says that Jefferson is so entrenched in the American mind, and this is the way Billy Graham is, he's so entrenched that when they built the Jefferson Memorial in Washington, that you can't get him out of the American mind no matter what you come up with, what proof you come up with. Billy Graham is so entrenched in the American mind after preaching these lying doctrines. His doctrine is another Jesus, another spirit, another gospel. And the gospel is not what he preached. You'll find the gospel in Mark 1, the first chapter, 1 through 3. The beginning of the gospel it goes on to say, here's the beginning of the gospel. It's prepare ye the way. Billy Graham never preached this. Prepare ye the way. Way is the word, make his path straight. Way is the word hodos. And the Bible says there's two ways 
That means road, way, highway, journey. There's two ways, a narrow way. I never heard Billy Graham even start to mention the narrow way. Why could he preach the narrow way when the Bible says, narrow is the way that leads to eternal life and only a few will find it. Few. Not the many that he said. Billy Graham said in the book, Billy Graham and his friends, he said, there's going to be many people in the body of Christ. He said, people are going to be in the body of Christ that were heathens, and they don't know, but they have a need in their heart, and they have never heard the name of Jesus, but since they know how they have a need in their heart. I don't believe vessels of wrath that are fitted to destruction have a need in their heart. He said that they're part of the body of Christ, whether they know it or not, and they've never heard the name of Jesus. Something wrong with that. I believe he's just like Thomas Jefferson. He is so entrenched in the American mind and in the mind of the Baptists and the Pentecostals and Church of Christ and all the rest of them. They all loved him. It's really bad. He didn't preach the narrow way. Narrow is the word thalibo. And the Bible says straight is the great stenos. It means to crowd through a narrow opening as though you're going through a turnstile and you're pressured on all sides. He never said anything even close to that. And that's the beginning of the gospel. And we get the word thalipsis. Which is the common word tribulation. Every time you find it when Paul said we must through much tribulation enter the kingdom of God. He said that in Acts 14.22. After he was stoned and left for dead outside of Lystra. They tried to kill him. Billy Graham doesn't tell you that. He never told that to anybody. He says. He's quoted in this book as saying. I never preach on hell. It's just a subject people don't want to hear about. How about the rich man? There was a certain rich man that was arrayed in purple and fine linen. And he fared sumptuously. He had everything he wanted. And there was a beggar that of his gate full of sores. And all he wanted was the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. And the Bible says the beggar died was carried to Abraham's bosom. And the rich man died, and in hell he lift up his eyes. Being in torment, he cried, Father Abraham, send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. And Billy Graham says he doesn't believe hell is forever. He doesn't believe God would put somebody in hell and torture them forever. Even though the Bible says that's what God will do to these evil people that are vessels of wrath. People think, but those people can't be that evil. And Billy Graham says, according to Billy Graham and his friends, he's quoted as saying, I don't believe that Adolf Hitler and Albert Schweitzer, who was a humanitarian, that they will go to the same hell together. He didn't tell the truth. But you're not going to know that by watching his messages. You have to go behind the scenes and read things like 
All Roads Lead to Rome, Billy Graham and His Friends. You can go on the internet and look at Billy Graham, False Prophet. A lot of people gave you all kinds of things that he said. I believe his, his legacy, they speak of his legacy. Legacy, we get the word legend from that. He was a legend. That's what he was. If you want to be a legend, that means the world is going to think about you and talk about you good long after you're dead. And they all think he's okay. And you people who will write me and correct me on calling him down, his legacy is here today in all the churches of the world. He has been a man that has caused more corruption than any man who has existed since the apostles, since the, the apostles in the days of Christ. I believe we're living in the Bible speaks that the winds of doctrine are going to bring the world to a place where they are past feeling. This is in in Ephesians, the fourth chapter. It's the word apageo, A-P-A-L-G-E-O. It means apathy. They're in a state of apathy. We don't want to hear any more about Billy Graham. You told us enough. You don't realize... It's permeating our entire society every day that you live and everywhere you go. I mean, it lives with me around the clock. I can't keep from thinking about it. You know what's wrong with the world? You know what's wrong with America? We have too much money. We have too much money. The love of money is the root of all evil. All America can think about is getting more money. That's all the people in the world think about. You never heard Billy Graham saying, we must through much tribulation enter the kingdom of God, did you? I never heard him say anything even close to that. He said, I just want to make people feel good, and I don't want to be controversial about anything. He accepted homosexuality. Billy Graham stated... He said, will we have sex in heaven? He said, well, if we enjoy something here on the earth, it'll be there. Implying that it'll be in heaven. Now, wait a minute. The church is married to Christ. And there'll be neither man nor given in marriage. What do you mean there'll be sex in heaven? We'll have brand new perfect bodies that won't get sick and won't have any desires for the physical. I don't know how we'll fulfill all of our desires in heaven, but I wouldn't dare to say anything like that. That's crazy. We must through much tribulation. When the Bible says in 1 Peter, the fourth chapter, if the righteous scarcely be saved, Billy never said this. Scarcely is the word mogus. It comes to the word molus. It means with, with great 
difficulty. How's it difficult? We're having to go through the straight and narrow way. We're going to have to go through the tribulation way. And he never stood in front of his congregation, told him that, did he? I never heard anything even like that or remotely like that. If you're not going through tribulation, you're not going to heaven. How are you going to go through tribulation? By telling people the truth. Tell them Christmas is paganism. Christmas, have we been seduced in the world? Absolutely. We've got a Roman Catholic world. We've got their holidays, Christ Mass. Don't matter whether you like it or not, that's Christ Mass. Christus Masse. The Mass is eating human flesh, drinking human blood. It is cannibalism. And Billy Graham has propagated that. And if you're doing this, I'll go ahead and add John MacArthur. You're doing something that's displeasing to God, John. The Bible doesn't tell Israel not to worship those gods of the pagans. It says, Therefore shall you keep mine ordinance that you commit not one of these abominable customs. When Christmas comes and you put up a Christmas tree and the tree, the Christmas tree in the Old Testament is the grove. It means an upright goddess, Asherah. This is the very reason that God scattered Israel all over the world and the tree goddess is connected with the moon and the sun god was Baal, Baal. And when you look at McClinic and Strong, they say that is the Tyrian Baal or Hercules. The Tyrian Hercules. And that is nothing but the Christ Mass. It doesn't matter whether people believe this or not. That's biblically true. It's historically true. So Billy Graham is propagated Christmas and they say it like oh this is the birthday of Jesus it's Christmas it's a wonderful season no it's not Christmas is the worst season of the year Christmas and the swastika are basically the same thing so if you're promoting Christmas you're promoting the swastika the swastika is the big dipper you used to be able to go online and look up Big Dipper and the Stars. And when you looked it up, I don't know if you can see the same thing, but this is what it will show you. Big Dipper and the Stars. It will show you the swastika. This is what it will show you. Right here. Now we got. Let's make it the Big Dipper. This is what it'll show you. Now, when you promote Christmas like Billy Graham did, this was called the Will of the Year. I don't know why I can find these things and nobody else can. You know why? 
I bother to study my brains out and look for every answer I can. This is the Big Dipper. This It's going this way because that's the natural way of the Big Dipper to go. They would look at the Big Dipper every at midnight, June, June 3rd, then three months later, September the 3rd, and then you're going into winter. They'd look at it at midnight, at 12 midnight. Then they'd look at it December the 3rd. They'd look at it March the 3rd. This is what the pagans did. March 3rd. And you had the swastika in four different places. And they said what they wanted, they called this the will of the year or the calendar of the year. And when Hitler brought the swastika back from Tibet, they were Tibetan sun worshippers. When you promote Christmas, you're promoting the swastika. And you're promoting the KKK. (laughs) That's funny, isn't it? Q Klux. Q Klux means circle clan. The circle was the picture, was the sun. And what you're doing, this is what Billy Graham and all the Baptists are doing today, and everybody's doing this, the sun behind the heads of the saints, they call that a halo. That was the sun god. They got a face here, their neck here, and that was the sun god behind the heads of the saints. And the sun god was Baal and Hercules and all the male deities, Baal. Or they would have the Maltese cross behind the heads of the saints. The Maltese cross was a form of the swastika. That's why the arms would go out like this, like so. And you see this on the vestments of the Pope. Sitting on the vestments of the book. You see, Jim, you've said this so many times. I can't seem to say it enough. I've studied this for years, for decades. And that was that was called the Maltese Cross. Maltese Cross. You got many different forms of it, but it was the will of the year, the swastika and these different different phases when they got to September they know they're going into winter and their problem was food how are we going to have food because they didn't have Kroger or Safeway or Publix to shop in they had a difficult way and God said I'll send famine if you go after other gods and that's exactly what they did when they went after this queen of heaven they said someone had to be turning the wheel and they said queen of heaven was turning the wheel notice all of this goes together and the queen of heaven is the Mary of Roman Catholicism it's the Mary how did it get into the church two of the Caesars Gratian and Numa would not wear the the robes Gratian and Numa, these were Caesars, said they wouldn't wear the robes of the Pontifex Maximus. At one time, that was the title 
for the head of the fire worship system of Rome, Pontifex Maximus. So they outlawed this fire worship of Rome and began to implement it into Roman Catholicism, and that's what's ruling the world. It has infiltrated America and the world very slowly, and one of the big preachers that propagated this doctrine was Billy Graham. He said, all you had to do was accept Christ. That's walking down the aisle and accepting the Eucharist. Let me say it one more time. It had to do with Henry VIII, the king of England. Boy, what a way to start something. Henry VIII was married to Catherine of Aragon. She got into her 40s, and Henry had not fathered a son by Catherine that would could take over his throne and rule England with a what he called a good hand. He was a tyrant. He'd had a dozen wives, or how many, eight or nine wives. And when Catherine couldn't have a son to take over his throne, at that time when Henry VIII was the king, England was Roman Catholic. So he petitions the Pope, I want to divorce Catherine. Of course, needless to say, the Roman Catholics are not going to let him divorce because they didn't believe in that. So he said, I will secede from the Catholic Church and I will and I will uh, start my own church. So he started the Anglican Church. Anglican means English, the Church of England. But he didn't know what to do in it, so he took all the pattern out of the Roman Church. He took the incense that they swing around. He had all their rituals. He even had his form of the Pope. He called him the Archbishop of Canterbury. And he had... The one thing he had that was just like the Catholics was walking down the aisle when he changed that Eucharist into the body and blood of Christ, and that was the Mass. And they would walk down the aisle and accept the Eucharist. At one time, they'd kneel down before the priest. He'd place the Eucharist on their tongue. In recent years, they've come to a place where they take it in their hand, they put it in their mouth, and they say they're eating the body and the blood of Christ. That is the very focal point of all Roman Catholicism. And they kept that in the in the Church of England. Several people began to branch off the Church of England. One that branched off was the Methodist Church. They branched off and came to America. And they kept this coming down the aisle to accept Christ. That's what you did when you accepted the Eucharist. You walked down the aisle to accept Christ. They kept that in the church, but they put a different spin on it. They built a fenced-in area down front of the church where they could give these invitation hymns, and people would come out and get out on their knees and agonize and moan for hours trying to let Christ come into their life. That eventually bled over to the Baptist church. They coupled that with the invitation hymns, which God's not inviting anyone to come into the kingdom. He's commanding all of his predestinated elect to take up your cross and die daily and follow me. And that's a command. 
Everything he wants his family to do, he commands it. And if he commands it, it's just like when he said that there be light, there was light, it's going to happen. <coughs> so it's in the Baptist church. So when they give invitations in, they're asking you to come and accept Christ. Accept Christ. They are actually propagating the mass of Roman Catholicism. And that's what Billy Graham propagated more than anything else. And when Billy Graham would say, every head bowed and every eye closed. He's saying he did that so he wouldn't embarrass anybody. You're supposed to speak out and be embarrassed. And when they come up with walking down the aisle and confess Christ down in the front, that's not talking about coming down to the front of an altar and accept Christ or confess Christ. Confess, homologeo, means to be of the same word or to agree with. How often do you agree with Christ? Every day. Homologeo comes from homo of the same logos. It means to agree with. You agree with Christ. I'm, I'm confessing Christ every day I live. I go out in public. I don't get it. try to get anybody to say a sinner's prayer. Agree with. It means to agree with him. When he says, if any man will come after me, you say, hey, you have to come after Christ and thyself and take up your cross and follow him daily. And follow means to be in the same way with. And that is in the narrow way. And that's the gospel. Billy Graham said he preached the gospel. The Bible says the beginning of the gospel is prepare you the way. Let me tell you how Luke put it in Luke 3 and 3. Luke 3 and 3. John preached the baptism of repentance. Baptism of repentance, which was prepare you the way. So the baptism of repentance is the gospel. Prepare the way. Baptism of repentance is prepare the the hodos, the narrow way, and the beginning of the gospel is prepare you the way. So but the gospel and the baptism of repentance, which is a blood baptism, and Billy Graham never preached a blood baptism. A blood baptism was a death. I never heard him preach about Mark 10 where Jesus said, Can you be baptized with a baptism I'm baptized with? James and John, he's going to die the next day. He's talking about his death. Can you die the death for Christ? Billy Graham didn't preach that. He didn't preach the gospel. He was another Jesus. Let me read some of this book. So the Cardinal Cushing agreed with Billy Graham. Now, this book was written before, long before he died, back in the 90 or something like that. Let me see here. I've got a date on it. Uh, written back in 91. The copyright was 1993. So this is before he died. More recently, Billy Graham has gone further into endorsing and contributing to ecumenical process. In 1979, he expressed the Associated Press his hope that Pope John Paul's visit. What does he care about Pope John Paul when he's in this fire worship? To the United States will launch a new wave of spiritual revival 
those who received Christ at Billy Graham's crusade at which so many in the past supposedly found Christ were told to go back to their churches. Roman Catholics who came forward in response to the message are handed over to the local clergy of a church of Rome for follow-up. And they were told to go back to their churches. I got many documentations on that. This has been the standard practice of Billy Graham Association for many years. In January 1981, Billy Graham described the Pope as the greatest moral leader of the world and the world's greatest evangelist. That was Billy Graham's words of this swastika system. If you do Christmas, you're propagating the swastika or the Big Dipper in its four phases. Dr. Graham's, I hate to call him doctor, he wasn't a doctor. Graham's enthusiasm for close working with Roman Catholicism has been very influential factor in the advance of ecumenical unity in the ages. Billy Graham is regularly featured in Time Magazine's top 10 most respected men. He is conspicuously careful not to cause offense. You're supposed to offend people. Or to adopt controversial positions which might forfeit his close relationship with kings and political leaders. He said he wouldn't bring up subjects like homosexuality when he's at the White House because that would stop him from being invited there anymore. When asked by the BBC radio program Sunday about Nancy Reagan's consultation of astrologers, I remember this. Graham replied, astrology is all right as long as you're not taken too seriously. What an ignorant man. You didn't know that he even talked. When you got him out of the pulpit, he had that thing polished up to make it sound good. And then he, they quote Galatians 1.10, Do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. That's all he pleased was men. But his message is lasting. It's here in all the churches in America. Most people don't dislike him for preaching except Christ. That's Roman Catholic doctrine. They don't dislike him for preaching sinner's prayer for salvation. They like him for that. That's an easy way to heaven. Billy Graham proclaimed that the three greatest dangers facing the world when he started were Islam, Roman Catholicism, and Communism. And more than 40 years, he has moved a long way from this position. The Roman Catholic media baron, William Randolph Hearst, and his powerful group of newspapers later on have accepted an honorary doctorate from a Jesuit seminary. The Jesuits were the enforcers of the of a 700-year period during the Inquisition of the Catholic Church where they slaughtered people from all over Europe. They slaughtered the families that had become the Puritans when they came to America. And the reason they called themselves Puritans, they said, we're going to purify this new land of all Roman Catholic doctrines and influences. And they outlawed Catholicism. Uh, Catholicism is alive and well in America because when 
When Constantine brought Roman Catholicism into the church, he actually brought the Feast of Saturn in the church. Just to show you how this thing has penetrated the American mind, this is how I've done it. When Constantine was the emperor of the world, let me erase this. When he was the emperor of the world, he was having trouble with the Christians and with the pagans. The more he slaughtered the Christians, they found out the more they multiplied. And he was fighting not just Christianity. He was fighting this right here. He was fighting the pagans, the people that were sun and tree worshipers. I have said this so many times. This is alive and well today. Let me get over here to this map when Rome was ruling in the world in the first century they were only ruling around the Mediterranean Sea around the sea and they were the influence of the whole world well there were people that they weren't ruling the Huns that came over from like Tibet in the far east the Huns the Vandals the Ostrogoths, the Visigoths, the Vandals, the Burgundians. These were all pagan hordes rampaging across the European continent. You can see that in the... In the uh, there was a special some years ago on the barbarians... It's talking about the Huns, the Vandals, the, all these barbarians. It will actually show you that in this. But it doesn't say what I'm about fixing to say. Constantine was here in Rome. He was the head of the empire. He had been the head of Constantinople. The empire had been divided, and he was the head of the Eastern Empire, that was named after him, Constantine. Used to be, it's uh, it's Istanbul now. Istanbul. There's a song when I was in high school out by the four lads that Constantinople was Istanbul. Now it's Constantinople, and that's Istanbul, not Constantinople, by the four lads. So that kind of creeped into our pop music world. Well, the, the Caesars, Constantine attacked the leader of the Western Empire, and that was Maxentius, M-A-X-I-N-T-I-U-S. Maxentius was the emperor over here. Well, Constantine had a bigger army, and he came over here, and he crossed, there's a bridge going into Rome called the Malvian Bridge. Malvian Bridge. 
And when he was crossing the Malvin Bridge, he stopped there. And he supposedly saw this vision in the sky. How do you know all that? I read, I read like crazy. I want to know what the truth is. When he's crossing that bridge, he says he saw this cross in the sky. This cross. Well, actually, his son's tutor was a man named Lactanius. L-A-C-T-A-N-I-U-S. Lactanius. I think it's T-A-N-T-I-U-S. Lactanius. And Lactanius was one of the foremost scholars in the world. When you're ruling the Eastern and the Western Empire, you can hire anybody to be your son's tutor. And he hired one of the smartest men alive to tutor his son. Lactanius said what he saw wasn't a cross. It was an X. Looked like an X. It's actually a CH in the Greek language. Looks like an X. This is an X here. Kazee. That's an X. Kazee. K or X E N O S. Kazenos is the word strange. Think it not strange concerning the fire trial, which is to try you. Comes from X E N I Z O. And that's the word stranger. The fire trial. I can't picture Billy Graham preaching the fire trial. It's not a stranger. It's an everyday happening in your life. Well, like Tanius said, said, Constantine saw an X. Later on, Constantine added a Greek R. A Greek R looks like a P. The Greek R, that is actually C-H-R. And when they come up with X mass, that's what that is about. A CH mass is Roman Catholic mass. So that's a CH. And when you look at the Pope, he's got this on all of his vestments. CHR. So that started with Constantine. And he's crossing the bridge. And he, around 312 A.D., and when he crosses the bridge, he conquers Maxentius, and he puts out an edict of Milan. We're still talking about Billy Graham because he's a part of all of this. Edict of Milan. The Edict of Milan was also called an Edict of Toleration. And this is everything that Catholicism is built on. It is built on tolerance of everybody's doctrine. Is that not what the world is trying to come up with, with a one world doctrine today? And the one world doctrine will be the man who can reach all the world with this will be the Pope. The Pope has made friends with the Dalai Lama. He makes friends with all the leaders of the world. His office may very well may be the man of sin. And they're, they're coming up saying, let's all get together. Let's hold hands together. Though we're one world religion, we'll let the Buddhists be Buddhist and worship Buddha. We'll let the Mohammedans worship, worship Allah. We'll let the 
Hindus worship all of their thousands of gods. We'll let everybody, the Baptists can be Baptists, but you can't call anybody down. We're just a hair from that kind of uh, of a, a law in our Constitution. Let everybody alone. Let them be what they are, but you can't preach against anybody else. They've got that law in Canada and in England, and that's a that's a doctrine that says you can't preach against anybody else's doctrine. Our doctrine has to preach against Catholicism, which is encompassing the Baptist and all the rest of them. It is actually taking hold. It's here now. It's a tolerance doctrine. That's what everything was founded on. That's what they're talking about right today. Even, even our president has talked about having all the religions tolerate one another. That's Catholicism. We're not in there was no freedom of religion in the Old Testament. If you preached in the Old Testament, if you preached any other doctrine you had to die. Let me show you what if Billy Graham was preaching in the Old Testament, according to Deuteronomy the thirteenth chapter, he'd have to die. Let's go to the Deuteronomy, the 13th, the 13th chapter of Deuteronomy. I love this because this says, if you teach that people need to be out of the way, and it's a narrow way, you have to be put to death. There was no freedom of religion. Anybody who taught anything other than Jehovah worship had to die. Jehovah worship, you died. And the Bible tells us in Deuteronomy, the 13th chapter. I've read this recently, but I love this. 13th chapter. If there arise you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, and giveth thee a sign or a wonder, even if the sign or wonder comes to pass, whereof he spake unto thee, saying, Let us go after other gods, what would the other gods be? Another Jesus? Another spirit? Another gospel? How about God is the word theos in the Greek. Theos. It is the word Elohim in the Hebrew. And it means a judge or magistrate in both languages. If anyone says there's another judge and you've got to learn to tolerate, you're going after another God, tolerating any doctrine. You're going after other gods. But tolerance, you know what that does? When you tolerate other gods, that's called winds of doctrine. Winds of doctrine. And it makes the church apathetic. In Ephesians, the sixth chapter, it puts them in a state of apathy. Apathy comes from pathos, meaning to suffer and to feel something. And the alpha means no feeling about it. Well, Jim, I just don't care. What difference does it make Billy Graham did that? That's got you in a state of apathy and you don't care. Well, what difference does it make? 
I'll leave the church and I'll forget what you said today because I just don't care because everybody's going around they got their cars and their houses and their things and their stuff it's like everything's going to be okay if you think this coronavirus is going to go away if it does there'll be something worse that comes because we're close to the end of time I've got to go through so many subjects. I go go through the sword, the famine, the pestilence. The pestilence is disease, and the beast is the world ruling system. And it looks like it's going to be an edict of toleration to have the beast come on the world and very well me, the Roman Catholic Church. But it's only Catholic in that it's got everybody deceived. It's even got the Christians in a state of. What difference does it make, Jim? We The end's going to come and Jesus will take us out of here. Oh, before it comes, there's going to be great tribulation. Such as is not from the beginning, no, nor ever shall be. Evil men and seducers are going to get worse and worse and worse. If you think the coronavirus is all there is to the end of time, you're really wrong. It'll probably be some diseases a lot worse than this. And to say the coronavirus is not a disease, it is. And nobody knows what it's like or how severe it is. Nobody knows. All we know is people are dying. That's all we know. As brilliant as the scientists and the doctors are, they can't put a finger on it. If you can't put a finger on it, it may be a lot worse than you think. The edict of toleration is going on today. That's everything that Catholicism was built on. And they brought it in the church. They brought this. If they brought in all the all the gods of the Goths, the Visigoths, the Vandals, the Huns, the Gauls, the Celts, and all of these pagan, they they weren't being ruled by the Roman Empire. They were just going hell-bent for leather. They'd go into a town and slaughter and butcher and kill. And they rode on the horsebacks. The Visigoths were some of the most dangerous. And they finally overthrew Rome in the 4th century, but in the 5th century, but Constantine had already brought their gods in the church. If their gods... If there are other gods besides Jehovah God, Revelation 17 and 5 says, Babylon mothered all the gods, all idolatry. With Babylon mothered all idolatry, and she was found on let us make us a name, or let us make up our own doctrine, then the same thing of the Ostrogoths and the Visigoths, the Huns, the Vandals, the Huns, the Huns, the Burgundians, all of these pagans, they were the same gods that Israel worshipped in Israel called Baal in the Grove because they all come out of the same system. They came out of Babylon. Let us make us a name. And when you allow that doctrine to go on, it's tolerance, and that's what's going on in the world today. And that's what Bittergram propagated more than any other preacher in the last 2,000 years. That's why it's necessary to zero in what this man said because most of the world don't want to believe that what he said was not true. It doesn't take a genius to figure this out. You know what Bittergram appears like to me? 
appears like a kid in elementary school that flunked all of his arithmetic. He can't add things up. I was an A student in all my math classes. I don't mean that to boast. I just was. I loved mathematics. And I've got a real, anal- a real good analytical mind. I can analyze this. That's all I'm doing in analyzing it, defining all the words. I don't mean that in the boats. Please forgive me. I'm just saying that's the fact. I'm probably a lot better math student than Billy Graham was. It doesn't take a wizard to figure this out. If, if he preached it, Billy Graham preached accept Christ, that was accept the Eucharist. That brought in that much more powerful Roman Catholicism. I used to say up to a few months ago, well, the Pope wasn't the man of sin. Let me put it this way. I believe the office of the Pope, whoever's, whoever's the Pope at the end of time very well can be the man of sin. No one in the world has the influence that the Roman Catholic Pope has. Pope just means Papa or Father. He's the father of the world. Now let's finish reading this. If he's a dreamer of dreams and the sign or the wonder come to pass whereof he spake unto thee saying let us go after other gods. What's the other god? Self. What's the other judge? When you judge against God you're another god. You're a little G-O-D. Jesus told the Pharisees have not I said to you are gods a little G-O-D-S? Your little theos, your little judges, you are inferior judges, you are hypocrites. H-U-P-O-K-R-I-T-E-S is the word hypocrite. Billy Graham was a hypocrite. It means an actor under an assumed character. He was acting. Because he was preaching Roman Catholic doctrine. The Baptist churches in America are preaching accept Christ and sinner's prayer for salvation and it's an absolute lie. The Bible says so. And how many churches has that come alive in that Billy Graham propagated over and over in every meeting? All the Baptist churches say accept Christ, sinner's prayer. All of them I was ever around. I was... I was... My father became a Baptist preacher when I was 10 years old. I have been around hundreds of them. Went to all these fellowship meetings, all of these revivals, anywhere these independent Baptists had a revival, and they're all giving invitation here and telling people to come down the aisle and accept the Eucharist or accept Christ, whichever one to call it. And that's not the means of salvation. That makes people think, I can get down there and pray this prayer, and I'm home free, and that way I can do what I want to do and live the way I want to live. And I've got a guaranteed salvation. No, you don't. If God don't deal with your heart and turn you into a new creation, and you realize that you have to be obedient to Him, He's going to come back and take vengeance on all those that know not the gospel, and that obey not, that know not truth and obey not the gospel. You have to obey the gospel. You have to obey the tribulation in order to go to heaven. If you're not going through tribulation, you're not going. That's the gospel. Did Billy Graham preach that? No. Didn't preach on hell. Thought that would make people depressed. Let me read the rest of this. 
and a sign of wonder come to pass where they say, let us go after other gods which thou hast not known, which is self. Any other gods besides Jehovah God is just an invention of self. Covetousness is idolatry. Covetousness is going after other gods. Idolatry, idololatria, means to serve what you see. The God you serve is the person in the mirror when you invent a God. Thou shalt not hearken unto the words of the prophet or the dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God proveth you to know whether ye love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Ye shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. And ye shall serve him and cleave unto him. And that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he hath spoken to turn you away from the Lord your God which brought you out of the land of Egypt to redeem you out of the house of bondage and to thrust you out of the way. Billy Graham was preaching to thrust people out of the direct. Direct is the Old Testament Hebrew word for the New Testament word hodos. I can spend half an hour to show you that, but that's what it is. He thrust people out of the narrow way, the tribulation way, and that is the gospel, and he didn't preach that. He didn't tell you tribulation was the gospel. John came preaching the baptism of repentance, which was a blood baptism, which was preparing the way, the narrow way, and that's tribulation. And he didn't preach that. Is that attitude with America today, is that what makes us, is that what makes us apathetic? Well, Jim, I've heard Billy Graham enough. I don't need any more. Maybe I need to pound you in the head with this for another six months. He wasn't just a false teacher like Kenneth Copeland. He gave something to the largest Protestant denomination in America, and it went over into the Charismatics, into the Assembly of God, and the Pentecostals, and went into all the churches of America, and they're all preaching that, except the Eucharist, Christ. Does that make, do you feel bad about that? Does that convict your heart? Are you saying, I don't care? If you're saying, I don't care, there's something wrong with you. You know what? God may just have to bring more devastation on America to get the attention of the believing church. He may have to send something stronger than the coronavirus or even send the coronavirus in a stronger way and start killing millions. And he said he'd do that in Leviticus 26 and Deuteronomy 28. Now, let's read the rest of this. If they thrust you out of the direct, the way, the Lord thy God commanded thee to walk in, so shalt thou put evil away from the midst of thee. If thy brother, thy son of thy mother, or thy son, or thy daughter, or the wife of thy bosom, or thy friend, which is as thine own soul, entice thee secretly, saying, Let us go serve other gods, which is self, which thou hast not known, thou nor thy father's name to the gods of the people which are round about, they which Israel did. It was the sun and the tree gods which eventually came into the Roman Catholic Church. 
It was the swastika gods. Round about thee, nigh to thee, or far off from thee, from one end of the earth, even to the other end of the earth, thou shalt not consent unto your brother, your sister, your mother. I haven't consented to mine. I tell the truth, I don't care who it offends. Nor hearken unto him, neither shalt thine eye pity him, neither shalt thou spare, neither shalt thou conceal him, but thou shalt surely kill your brother, your mother, your sister. Well, what do we do? We separate from them. That's a form of death. Death is the word thanos or thanatos in the Greek. Thanatos, it means separation. It don't mean annihilation. You separate from them. It's a form of it's a form of death. Thou shalt kill him. Thine hand shall be first upon him to put him to death, and afterwards the hands of all the people. I can't get this whole message over to you, and I don't even know if the people at Grace and Truth are getting the seriousness of this. The reason American so-called Christians are so apathetic and so blasé about everything, well, it's been going on, and what can we do about it? You can take a stand for Christ and separate from the world. The Bible says we are to have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness, but we are to rather rebuke them and separate from them. Billy Graham ran with the world. I believe he is the most dangerous man in this last hundred years, more dangerous than anything that has ever happened to the church. He's more dangerous than the Inquisition where they killed 60 million people because he's leading a lot more than 60 million people away he's preached to over 200 million and he's got them all believing this accept Christ and sinner's prayer you say why are you so bent on that those are the two doctrines that messed my mind up as a kid you can ask anybody in my family, how many times is Jimmy getting saved? They say, oh, he kept getting saved over and over and over and over again. When my father would say, if you don't know tonight, this may be your last chance. We're going to ask the piano player to play another 10 verses of Almost Persuaded. We sang 15 of Just As I Am. We're going to sing another 10. And man, I'm sitting there just jumping and antsy. Oh, God, I don't know. He says, if I don't know, I'm probably going to die and go to hell. And I love, I love Jesus. The fact that I loved Jesus and wanted to be saved was proof that I was a believer. I had to grow up and study the Bible to come to the realization that my father was lying to me. Was he meaning to? I, well, he didn't know nothing about the Bible. And he, you have no business standing up and preaching if you don't know exactly what the Bible says about something. You don't have any business in teaching. My father didn't have any business in any pulpit in the country. He kept saying, I know I'm a preacher of the gospel. No, he wasn't. The gospel is tribulation and trials and persecution. That's the gospel. He was scaring me down the aisle. I'd be out playing in the afternoon. I remember when I lived at 3307 Grover. And there was a train track down about a block from our house. 
and I'd go down there and plow on the tracks and I remember crawling up under a one of those big old tubes that was a place for water to run off. I remember looking up at the sky on a sunny summer afternoon seeing a cloud up there and say, I wonder if Jesus is going to come in that cloud and I don't know I'm saved. Because Daddy said if I didn't know. And I'm sitting there thinking that all the time. But I'm praying to God all the time as well and I couldn't be praying to Him if I didn't believe in Him. Has anybody else been confused about that besides me? Rusty. Thank you, Rusty. I didn't know how to accept Christ. I kept trying to accept him every time I turned around. I could, You don't. You accept everything he said, and proof of that is your obedience to him after he births you by his will. We're born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. It wasn't your will that birthed you. Somehow he crossed your past with the truth. You heard in your ears. You said, I believe that. And you don't know why you believed. Do you? That's a miracle of God. I got so much to say about this man. I'm going to read some more about him next week. This book, All Roads Lead to Rome. He claimed that these dangers were in the world, but then he turned on it. And he accepted an honorary doctorate from the Jesuit seminary. The Jesuits were the hit men of the Inquisition. It was organized by the Dominicans. They were the people who organized. It was a man named Tokimata that organized the Inquisition. T-O-K-I-D-O-M-A, I I believe. Tokimata. In fact... It's really funny that crisscrosses into our entertainment world. If you remember, there was an old movie, History of the World, part one and part two. I think it was part two. And Mel Brooks was the producer and he was a Jew. And in that, he had showed all these people being tortured during the Inquisition. It's supposed to be a comedy. And they're doing a dance, and they talk about Tokimata in the dance. And he's the guy that started the Inquisition. It's like they make something funny out of it. But it wasn't. And about the the authorities, that say about 60 million of the people that called, that became Puritans, the the Cathars, the Albigans, the Huguenots, these were Christian families in the European area. And when they came to America, they outlawed they outlawed Christmas and Easter and all the things that have to do with Catholicism because they'd been slaughtered. And it was the Jesuits that enforced this Dominican thing. They'd go into, you can look at that and read it out of Fox's Book of Martyrs. I gave that to my neighbor across the street. She said, I can't read this. It's so horrible. I said, you're right. And they were torturing them if they would not partake of the sacrament of the Mass. They killed them by the millions. Had every type of torture you can think of. And Robert Schuler says here in this book, he's quoted, and do I believe that? Yeah. 
He said, we need to go to the Pope and say, can we come back home? You mean back to the Inquisition? Can we come home and be a part of the Catholic Church again and eat the Eucharist? What a stupid man. I don't believe Robert Shuler. Him and Billy Graham had a talk, and I saw it on the TV. Ask Billy Graham, do you th- what do you think about Buddhists? Oh, I love the Buddhists. Well, what do you think about Hindus? I love them too. What do you think about atheists? Well, I'm, I'm friends with a lot of them. If you're friends with the world, you're an enemy of God. I can't begin to read all the things that he said. I'm just saying some of them off the top of my head. Let me read this to you. The tragic decline of this Christian hero. I don't believe he's ever a Christian hero. And I don't believe there's a decline. I believe he's been a vessel of wrath from the start. I believe he's a false teacher. The tragic decline of this Christian hero is exposed. One which began way back in 1954. Then or even earlier, he let go his love for Christian doctrine and a desire to contend for it in favor of a more popular appeal. No doubt American big business behind the Billy Graham evangelistic organization argued against the narrow view which the doctrinal application appreciation would give him. In big business, success means riding hype on tidal waves of popularity. Thus, Billy Graham was obliged to reach out beyond the limited confines of the God sheepfolds to wider acres where the goats graze and wolves pray. I'll have to come back to read some more. I believe he needs to be exposed as the biggest, most dangerous man in history. He did more damage to the church than anyone that has lived. He preached a false doctrine. He, he, he agreed with the doctrine of tolerance. And he was in the ecumenical movement. He more or less started it and got a hold of it. Wanted everybody to come together in one religion and say, you can have your religion, you can have yours. And not about, nobody will preach against each other. I can't tell you how bad I think that man was. When I've studied the Bible as much as I have, and he did not study it. If he had, if he wouldn't have said the things he said. I have spent a lifetime digging into the words. He didn't. He was corrupt. But he didn't look like because he was handsome. When you're being deceived, you the only man that can deceive is the... A man that's a counterfeit, he has to look like the real thing. Only an expert can tell a counterfeit from the real thing. You have to be an expert. I can tell you, I've spent enough time in the Scripture. He was phony. Let's pray. Father, thank you for truth. Lord, I am so frustrated that I I want to express how deeply I feel about the corruption that's in the world today. Help me to take a stand and deal with it. Help me express it to the people of grace and truth around the world so they'll know just how bad and what bad shape the world's in that we're primed for 
this man of sin very well could be the Pope and his office to pull the world together and say we want all to get together and be one big happy family and you know that's not true fight our battles Lord I don't know what else to ask you just give us strength to stand give the believers strength to stand against the lies when they go into tribulation help them to understand that this is a part of your requirement it's part of the gospel we'll give you praise for all things in Christ's name amen I hope somehow that you can get a hold of how dangerous I think this man is, not just has been. He's left some things in this society that cannot be cured. I don't believe you can cure people from his easy gospel. They've been brainwashed too long. I'm going to bring out more about him because I just wonder if believers in America can see this. Can you all see how easily it can hide from a believer? It's so masqueraded that if you read the Bible and this other one man says, well, it don't mean that. He's out of Christ. I'm just going to get a bunch of statements he's made and people he was friends with. 